So you see the Bani Israel, they were given man and salwa to eat, to enjoy, fresh water to drink, and then they're also advised to be responsible. What happened? What did the Bani Israel do? وَإِذْ قُلْتُمْ And recall when you said, يَا مُوسَى O Musa. Recall when you said that, O Musa, لَنَّصْبِرَ We cannot have patience. We will never be patient. عَلَى طَعَامٍ Upon a food, wahidin one. We can never be patient over one food. Nasbira is from sabr. Sabr is to be patient. And sabra ala is to put up with something. Meaning, you don't like it, but you put up with it. So they said, you know what? We're never going to put up with this. We can't handle this anymore. We're not going to take it anymore. We're not happy with this. With this setting. And what is that setting? Ta'amin wahid. Ta'am is food. Ta'ain meem. Wahid, one. What are they referring to? One food. What food were they eating? Man and salwa. But if you think about it, was it one food item? No. There was man and salwa. And I told you about man in our previous class, that man, the Prophet ﷺ, he said that, the particular kind of a truffle, that it is from the man. So it is possible that man was not just one thing, but an assortment or a variety of different things. It's quite possible. But they call all the food that was sent to them regularly, they call it one food. One food as in one type of food. What type of food? Heavenly food. They said, we're not happy with this heavenly food anymore. We're bored of it. We're bored of it. We want to change. We want something else. Fadru, So, O Musa, Fadru, So, you call, you make dua. Dal'ain waw is the root. You make dua. Lana, for us, meaning on our behalf. We're not making dua, but you make dua. To who? Rabbaka, your Rabb, meaning ask Allah that yukhrij lana, He should bring out for us. He should produce for us. Mimma, from that which, tumbitul ard, the earth grows. Ask your Lord to produce for us that which the earth grows. We're bored of this heavenly food. We want earthly food. Tumbitu is from the root letters, nunbata. Nabata is to grow, the growing of the plants. So we want what the earth grows. Now, do you see anything uncomfortable about this statement? Or do you feel that there is something wrong with the statement? They are lucky to be given, so fortunate to be given heavenly food. And they're saying, we don't want it anymore. We want earthly food. So this is one problem. Any other problem? They're not even making dua themselves. They're ordering Musa you make dua for us. We're not going to ask, you ask. Is there anything wrong with asking other people to make dua for us? Have you ever asked somebody, remember me in your prayers? Make dua for me? Has anybody said that to you? Or have you ever heard people saying that to each other? Yeah? It happens a lot, right? Remember me in your dua's brother. Remember me in your dua's sister. So is there anything wrong with that? Technically, no. But if you don't make dua yourself, and you're always asking other people, you make dua for me, I'm not going to make it, you make it, that is a problem. That is not okay. So here we see the Bani Israel are telling Musa you ask your Lord. 
Notice how they don't say, you ask, our Lord, your Lord. As if they had nothing to do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Astaghfirullah. So, ud'u lana rabbak. Is there anything wrong you feel about this statement? So, you told me two things. Anything else? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them a heavenly blessing and they want it to be replaced with a worldly blessing. Now, again, technically, there's nothing wrong in wanting or seeking the things of this world. More money, more things, nothing wrong with that. But, did it befit the Bani Israel to make this demand? It did not befit them. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved them from Fir'aun, brought them over here, sent them a prophet to rescue them, and now gave a book, what should have been the priorities of Bani Israel? What should have been their priorities at this time? To focus on what? Learning the book from the prophet, abiding by the law that Allah had given them, and instead their priorities became what? We want more different types of food. There is nothing wrong with wanting things of this world. But it is wrong when your focus should be at the time, at the place where your focus should be, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His deen. Let me give you an example, make this relevant to you. Let's say you are at school. Let's say you have to be at the lab for your science class, for example. Now what happens... Your friends don't have their lab class at that time. They're all sitting in the cafeteria. So you want to go hang out with them. So you go and hang out with them. Now, technically, is there anything wrong with you hanging out with your friends? Technically? No. I mean, you should be allowed to eat, isn't it? You should be allowed to socialize with your friends and you should be allowed to, you know, take things easy and relax. But at a time when you should be in a class... Is that okay? No, it's not okay. At a time when you should have other priorities, that is not okay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed them with man and salwa. Why? So that the Bani Israel wouldn't have to worry about cooking and growing and buying and preparing and then wrapping up after. No, they were freed of these responsibilities so that they could focus on greater matters. And what were those greater matters? Learn the religion from their prophet. Be in his company. Learn the book. Follow the law. But instead of focusing on that, they were distracted by the petty things of this world. So what happened? They said, we want what the earth produces. And they gave some examples. That this is our grocery list. This is what we want. مِن بَقْلِهَا مِمَّا تُنْبِتُ الْأَرْضِ We want what the earth produces. مِن بَقْلِهَا Of its بَقْل What is بَقْل? What is بَقْل? Leafy greens. It refers to any, uh, uh, you know, it, it includes herbs. Alright, herbs and also other leafy vegetables like spinach, rapini, lettuce, things like that. Parsley. And I mean, greens, of course, they add flavor, color, and they're also very good for you even though you may not like them. But they do add a lot of flavor to your food. So they said, we want baql. Min baqliha. Wa qithaiha. And it's qitha. Meaning the qitha of the land. What is qitha? Cucumbers. 
right? Cucumbers. And then, wafumiha. We also want its foom. What is foom? Garlic. And what else? Wheat. Basically, foom, it is used for garlic, but near some Arab tribes, foom was used for any grain with which you could make bread. So wheat, any other grain with which you can make bread? Rye. So they said, we want foom. Wa'adasiha. And also it's adas. What is adas? Lentils. They also wanted lentils. Wa'basaliha. And it's onions. Basal? Onions. So they gave a whole list. We want leafy greens. We want fresh vegetables like cucumbers. We want garlic to add flavor. And we want bread. And we want lentils. And we want onions. We want all of these things. Okay. Musa salam, he said, Qala, he said, Atastabdiluna, do you all wish to exchange? Tastabdiluna is from Badal. Remember the word Baddala? Fabaddala Ladina? They changed. So Tastabdiluna, you want to exchange. Alladi, that which, huwa it is, adna, lesser. Billadi, in exchange for that which, huwa it is khayrun better. You want to take that which is adna by giving up that which is khayr. What is adna? Adna is from the root letters dal, nun, waw, and dunu is to be lowly, to be less. And the word dunya is also from the same root. And why is dunya called dunya? Why do you think? Because it is less compared to the to the hereafter. The Prophet ﷺ said that the place covered by a whip, what's a whip? Something like a belt. The place occupied with a whip in paradise is far better, much better compared to the world and everything that is in it. If you had the world, everything in it, you would have less fortune compared to the person who has only the place occupied with a whip in Jannah. This is how better the hereafter is. So Musa salam asked them that you want to give up something that's much better, khair, and what is he referring to? What is good? The man and salwa. You want to give that up and you want to take that which is adna? How would it be adna? The things that they're asking for, how would they be adna? And how would man and salwa be better? What makes man and salwa better? Go ahead. First and foremost, man and salwa are coming from where? From the heavens. And onions and garlic are growing where? Under the ground. Alright? Under the ground. So what is better then? That which is coming from the heavens. I mean, if you think about it, there could be a food item that you buy from, let's say, flea market. And another food item that you buy from a very fancy store. What would be better? The one that you're getting from the fancy store. Why? Because it's the place that it's coming from which matters. So in this way, man and salwa were better. Any other reason why man and salwa were better? Man and salwa, they got without working for it, without putting in any effort. Effortlessly, they were getting man and salwa. And to get these types of foods, what would they have to do? 
at least dig it out of the earth and then clean it and then prepare it. I mean, tell me something. Is it easier to just order food or cook food? What's easier? Order food, right? You would agree with that, right? And especially if you don't have to pay for that food. Wouldn't that be more easier? So, أَتَسْتَبْذِلُونَ الَّذِي هُوَ أَدْنَى بِالَّذِي هُوَ خَيْرٍ And also another reason. Who was sending this food down on them? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was also a miracle. I mean, food doesn't just fall from the sky. Even if we want to and we fantasize about it, it doesn't happen. We could make movies about it, but it doesn't happen. That food is falling from the sky. It doesn't happen. But for Bani Israel, this was actually happening. Food is coming to them from the sky. And what do they say? We don't want it. We want something else. Manda and Salwa were coming consistently. The harvest, on the other hand, could have problems with it. So, أَتَسْتَبْدِلُونَ الَّذِي هُوَ أَدْنَى بِالَّذِي هُوَ خَيْرٍ And you see something that is coming from Allah. Everything's coming from Allah, of course. Right? But something that you know is clearly coming as a divine blessing, as a divine favor. You could never have enough of it. You know, Prophet Ayyub salam. remember, for years and years, he was in so much hardship, physical illness for years, and then loss of property. He suffered from poverty. What happened then? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cured him, in hadith we learn, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down a rain of gold locusts on him. So locusts of gold were falling down on him. Prophet Ayyub salam took his shawl and he started collecting those locusts of gold. Locust is a kind of an insect. So he started collecting them. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked him that, have I not enriched you? I mean, have I not freed your heart from all these things? And he said, this is your mercy. I can never have enough of your mercy. So I like these locusts of gold, not because they are locusts of gold. I like them because I know they're coming directly from you. That's why I want them. But the Bani Israel, they said here, we don't want it. We're bored. So Musa said, If that is what you want, then don't ask me to make dua for it. Go get it yourself. Ihbitu, all of you get down, have alta. Remember, we read this word in the story of Adam alayhi salam also, to get down. So go down, misran to any city. The word misr doesn't mean Egypt here. Misr literally means a place that is inhabited by people. Mim sadra. So go to any city, fa'inna lakum, then indeed you will have masa altum, whatever you're asking for. Go to a farmer's market. Go to a store. And go grow your food. And then you can have what you're asking for. Go chase the world. If that is what you prefer. So what happened? Allah says, وَضُرِبَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ So it was struck on them. ضُرِبَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ It is said that on the wall, ضُرِبَتْ clay. The clay was ضُرِبَتْ on the wall. What that means is that the wall was covered with clay. So, ضُرِبَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ Meaning they were covered with. What were they covered with? الذِلَّةُ وَالْمَسْكَنَةُ Abasement and poverty. What is ذِلَّة? ذِلَّة is ذَال لَام لَام And ذِلَّة ذَلِيل is when someone is low, of less status, of less worth. They basically have no worth. 
So they're humiliated, they're disgraced. Dhillah. Maskana, sin kafnun, miskin is a person who is in need. Maskana is neediness. When a person is needy, he's not able to fulfill his needs himself. He's not independent. He depends on other people. Maskana, neediness. Both of them, they were covered with. So they had no value, no status. They weren't important in the eyes of people. And secondly, they weren't free of need of people. They were always dependent on them. Because this is what happens. When you chase the world, when you chase the world, you don't get richer. You get poorer. You know how? Because poverty and richness is a matter of the heart. It's not about the quantity of things that you have. It's about how you feel in your heart regarding the things that you have. You could have hundreds of things, but if you feel in your heart that they're not good enough or that they're not enough, then what's going to happen? You're never going to be happy with what you have. You're always going to be looking for more. You're always going to find problems with what you have. And if you feel content with the things that you have, even if they may be very few, you'll be happy. You'll be fine. So, ضُرِبَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ الذِّلَّةُ وَالْمَسْكَنَةُ What happened? وَبَاءُوا بِغَضَبٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ They incurred the wrath of Allah. بَاءُوا is from the root letters بَاءُوا وَهَمْزَةً And بَاءَبِي is to return with something, to bring something upon oneself. So, they ended up with the wrath of Allah. Was that justified? Did they deserve this anger of Allah? Yeah? Why? Why? Because every time they're given a blessing, they turn around with what? Ingratitude. Every time they're given a favor, what did they show in response? Obedience or disobedience? Disobedience. So they received, they brought upon themselves the wrath of Allah. Why? ذَلِكَ That is so. بِأَنَّهُمْ Because indeed they كَانُوا يَكْفُرُونَ بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ They used to deny the verses of Allah, the commands of Allah. Ayat of Allah, they denied. Kanu. What does kanu show? Again and again. Not just once, many times. This was their habit. Every time they're shown an ayah, given an ayah, how do they respond? With denial. Like for example, remember that ayah is not just a verse that is recited. Ayah is also a miracle. So did they witness any miracles? The Bani Israel? Many. I mean, the clouds shading them constantly, the man and salwa, the water, all of those were miracles. But did they show gratitude for those blessings? No. كَانُوا يَكْفُرُونَ بِآيَاتِ They continued to deny the ayat. وَيَقْتُلُونَ And they committed another crime later on. And what is that? That they used to kill. قَافْتَ لَامْ قَتْلْ قَتْلْ is to kill. They used to kill النَّبِيِّينَ The prophets. Plural of the word Nabi. Nabi. So the prophets that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them to warn them to remind them, to teach them. The Bani Israel didn't exactly like those prophets. Because people who wish to do as they please don't like to be told. What do they say? Don't tell me. 
You're not my boss. Let me do what I want. Mind your own business. Alright? So, these people, they didn't just verbally abuse the prophets, they literally killed them. يَقْتُلُونَ النَّبِيِّينَ بِغَيْرِ الْحَقِّ Without any right. They had no right to kill the prophets of Allah. And how dare they kill the prophets of Allah? How could they do that? ذَلِكَ That is so. بِمَا عَصَوْ Because they disobeyed. عَصَوْ عَيْن صَادِيَا عِصْيَان is disobedience. They disobeyed. When they were commanded, they disobeyed. And what happens is that when a person continues to disobey, continues to break rules, then what happens? It's easier for him to commit greater crimes also. بِمَا عَصَوْا وَكَانُوا يَعْتَدُونَ And they used to cross limits. They used to transgress. يَعْتَدُونَ is from عَيْن دَال وَاو عَدَ يَعْدُ is to overstep. اِعْتِدَاء Transgress. So they used to transgress, meaning against people. They committed great transgression against people. And that led them to even transgress against the prophets of Allah. And that led them to even killing the prophets of Allah. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ Indeed those people who amanu, they believed. So those people who believed, وَالَّذِينَ هَادُوا And those who became Jews, وَالنَّصَارَى And those who were Christians, وَالصَّابِئِينَ and those who were sabi'un, these people, man amana billahi, whoever of them believes in Allah, wal yawmil akhir, and the last day, so he has the right belief, and secondly, wa amila saliha, he does righteous action also. So then what will happen to such people? Falahum ajruhum inda rabbihim, they shall have their reward with their Lord. وَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ They shall have no fear. وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ Nor will they grieve. Now we see here, different groups of people are mentioned at the beginning of the verse. What's the first group? الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Those people who believed. Now remember one thing before we study this verse, that these different people that are mentioned, they are basically before Prophet Muhammad wasallam. Alright? So those who believed, meaning in their prophets, because remember that the Bani Israel were not the first ones to believe in a prophet of Allah. Yes, Musa salam was sent to them, but before Musa salam, were there any prophets that Allah sent? Like who? Nuh salam was a prophet, right? He was the first messenger. And then we have who? Ishaq salam, Yaqub salam. Alright, on the other hand we have, okay, Prophet Yusuf salam also very good. We also have Ismail alayhi salam. Before Ibrahim alayhi salam also so many prophets. So whoever believed in what? In the prophet that was sent to them. In the book that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed for them. So whether these people lived right before Musa alayhi salam, or they lived before Ibrahim alayhi salam, as long as they believed. Alladina amanu. Secondly, alladina hadu. Those who were Jews. Hadu is from the root letters ha, waudal, hada yahudu, which literally means to return. So it is said that the Yahud were called Yahud. There's two reasons that are given. Firstly, they were called Yahud because they named themselves after one of the sons of Prophet Yaqub alayhi salam. 
and that was Yehuda. So that was his name. So from that, all the Bani Israel that were called Yehud. Another reason is that the Bani Israel at one point, Musa alayhi salam, he said on behalf of his people that, Inna hudna ilayk. That, O oh, our Lord, we return to you. We repent to you. So, Alladina hadu, those who returned to who? Allah. This is the literal meaning. But what is meant by Alladina hadu is those who were Jews. Nasara. Nasara is the plural of Nasrani. Alright, Nasrani. Nasrani is who? A Christian. And why were the Nasara called Nasara? Because Isa salam was from which city? Nasira. Nazareth. Right? Nasira. So this is why the people who believed in him, they were known as the Nasara. Another reason is that Isa salam asked his people that who would be Ansari ilallah. Who would be my helper? Right? In the way of Allah. So the disciples, they said that Nahnu Ansarullah. We will be the helpers. We will assist you. So this is why they were known as Nasara. But what is meant by Nasara is Christians. So Alladina Hadu, those who were Jews, and Nasara, those who were Christians, was Sabi'een. Another group of people, Sabi'een. Now the Sabi'een, who are they? Sabi'een, plural of the word Sabi. And there is mainly two interpretations of this term. Firstly, it is said that Sabi'een refers to a group of Christians. So basically they were a sect of Christianity and they were known as the Sabi'oon. Till today, in fact, they are known as, in Arabic, they are called Sabi'oon. But in English, they are known as the Mendeans. It is said that they believed in Prophet Yahya who was at the same time, just a little bit before Isa So these are Mendeans. They are part of people of the book. And they have different beliefs compared to those of Jews and the Christians, but they are considered as people of the book because they originally were from who? Christians. They have Jewish or Christian origins. Another interpretation of the term Sabi'een is that the Arabs, they would call any person who left the religion of his forefathers a Sabi. They would say Saba'a. That so-and-so person, Saba'a. So, in fact, the Muslims in Mecca, the non-Muslims, you know how they would refer to them? They wouldn't say, oh, these people are Muslim. They would say, these people are Sabi'un. They have left the religion of their forefathers. And Saba'a literally is when a tooth comes out of the skin, when it first emerges. So it was under the skin, now the tooth has come out. So anybody who left the religion of their people was known as a Sabi. So what are the two interpretations of Sabi'een? One interpretation is Mendeans. Another interpretation is that any person who left the religion of his people embracing Tawheed, embracing the religion of monotheism, meaning deciding that he would worship Allah alone, only Allah. Like for example, we learn that at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, in fact I'll ask you, when the Prophet ﷺ received the first revelation and he was scared and he went to his wife and he told her what happened, where did she take him? To who? Waraka. Who was Waraka? He was originally an Arab, supposed to be a pagan, but he had left paganism and he had adopted 
what? Christianity, the religion of Isa a.s. And his version of Christianity, the one that he followed, was not of worshipping Isa a.s. In fact, Salman al-Farisi radiallahu anhu, the kind of Christianity that he had adopted, was not of believing that Isa a.s. was a son of God. They believed in Isa a.s. as a prophet of Allah. Regardless, so sabi'un meaning any time when a person left the religion of his people and adopted what? Monotheism. Now, what is the purpose of this ayah? This ayah basically is telling us that salvation, success in the hereafter does not depend on which group you belong to. Because you see, the Yahud, the Bani Israel, they believe that because you are from this race and you are from this nation and you are from this people, you will be saved. So don't worry about what you do. It's all good. Because you are a chosen human being. You belong to this group. So whatever you do doesn't matter. Does that sound familiar? Many times people think, as long as you're a Muslim, it's all good. Do whatever you want. Just because you're a Muslim, you're the best. And you will be saved. Don't worry about your actions. What we learn over here is that it doesn't matter which group you are from, which people you associate with. What matters is what you believe in your heart and what you do with your actions. So the belief has to be correct and the actions must be correct also. What is the iman? Now, iman, the belief has not been listed over here that a person must believe in this and this and this and this and this. The whole list is not given. Just two main things are mentioned. And what are they? What are they? Belief in man amana billah, whoever believes in Allah. And secondly, the last day. Now does this mean that you don't have to believe in the prophets of Allah? Does this mean that you don't have to believe in the angels of Allah? No. Just because something is not mentioned, it doesn't mean that it is not important. Many times, you refer to something, to an entire category, just by mentioning one or two things. One or two qualities. That's it. So, مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ Meaning, he believes correctly. And secondly, his actions. وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا His actions also are important. Then such people are successful. They will have reward with Allah. And no fear and no grief will be on them. Meaning, in the hereafter. So what does this ayah teach us? What's the lesson in this ayah? What's the lesson in this ayah? If a person believes in Allah the last day and does righteous action, then he will be saved from fear and grief in the hereafter. Now, anybody has something else to say? Anything else? I want you to think about this verse. Because sometimes what people say is that, look, this verse is saying, it's okay, you could be a Christian, you could be Jewish, you could be anybody, it doesn't matter. As long as you believe in God and the hereafter, you're all good. But is this what the verse is telling us? What is the verse telling us here? It's basically refuting a false belief that the Bani Israel had. You see what happens is when you feel privileged, when you feel that you are the best, then you stop worrying about your actions. And what happens is that you think that everything's fine because you are you. This ayah tells us that everything is not fine because you belong to a group. No. Everything will be fine if 
you believe properly and you perform righteous action. Now what happened with the Bani Israel at the time of the Prophet ﷺ was that they said, oh we don't need to believe in Muhammad ﷺ because he's not one of us and we don't need to believe in him. But the thing is that we have to believe in who? All of the Prophets of Allah. That would be correct faith. And then Amal Salih, and then that is what guarantees success, salvation for a person.